Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Hey there, it's Album for the Day. I'm John E. This is Jay. And we were thinking about doing something a little different Mm -hmm. because we love America. Oh, that's right. And there's 50 states in this great land. And we're going to put our patriot pants on, and we're going to bring you a little bit from every state, because there's music in every state in this great land. And we're here for the whole ride. So we're going to go state by state, bringing you some of the best bands, some of the best albums that we've heard. Uh, We're going to bring it to you. So buckle up, Buttercup. Jose, can you see? (laughs) Here we go. Album for the day today brings you another state of the music as we sing our way across the U.S. <laughs> and uh, today we bring you New Jersey, the Garden State. What a- there are many, many other nicknames that we are not allowed to say for New Jersey, so we're going to stick with the Garden State. Floral. Mm. That's what I think of when I think of Jersey. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I actually I saw this one coming, and I was a little intimidated because of just the the, uh, the yeah. width and the breadth of yeah. all of the people involved from New Jersey. Yeah, and I ran into two or three different people, mm-hmm. and I said, "Can you explain to me um, the Garden State nickname?" And they were like, "No." <laughs> So I looked it up, and apparently way, way back in the day, before the ultra-urbanization of the area, um, you know, New Jersey did have, like, some nice... (laughs) Gardens. Those were the days. Those were the days, New Jersey. Um, Um, But Jersey is known for... uh, Several musicians are known to be, like, Jersey guys. Um, so let's go ahead and etch a face slash band on Rushmore with uh, Bruce Springsteen. The ultimate. Long Branch. Yeah, the but ultimate Jersey guy. Before we get into all of the accolades and everything. Yeah. Also, in the E Street Band, mm. Danny Federici on keyboard, accordion, and glockenspiel mm-hmm. from Flemington, New Jersey. Vinny Lopez on drums, percussion, piano, trumpet, and cornet from Neptune Township. David Sanchez on keyboards and guitars from Asbury Park. Ernest Carter, who played the drums pre-Max from Asbury Park. Greetings from Asbury Park. Patty Schialfa on vocals, guitar, and keyboards from Deal, New Jersey. Steven Van Zandt, little Steven. Little Steven. On guitar and mandolin, uh, who moved when he was seven years old to Middle Township. Max Weinberg. Mm-hmm. On the drums from Newark. And Gary Talent on the bass. That's two L's in Talent. Uh, he moved to Neptune City as a child. So I mentioned everybody that has actual New Jersey in there which is an insane amount of people in that one band it is yeah i mean that's and that's 
why Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band are considered the most Jersey band. So the name comes from the street in Belmar, New Jersey, where Sanchez's mom lived, and she let the band rehearse in her garage. And her house was at 1107 E Street with the garage squeezed between the house and the south side fence. That's awesome. Apparently. And how cool does it sound, too? The E Street Band. I mean, it just sounds awesome. It It sounds cool. Like, yeah, you want to be a part of the E Street Band, you know? Apparently a lot of sightseers and, you know, Springsteen fans and whatnot have tried to look for and they're like going to the intersection of is it 6th Avenue freeze out yes 10th Avenue freeze out yeah so they're going to 10th and E and that's not where the house is <laughs> and I'm like yeah we're looking too deep and you know uh, you gotta pull back a little bit <laughs> a little bit just a little bit so 71 million records sold oh my gosh in the US 140 million worldwide 20 Grammys Two Golden Globes, an Academy Award, a special Tony Award, um, Songwriter Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1999, Kennedy Center Honors in 2009, Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016, National Medal of the Arts in 2023, Rolling Stone's number 23 greatest artist of all time. That's that's low. The embodiment of rock and roll. That's low, in my opinion. I mean, that's low. The dude's been an, an an absolute machine for fifty years. I and, find that to be challenging. And and to to say that a man who has been successful for fifty years with a poetic uh, nature that is not only political but like like a human being, like a good person telling stories of America and that he has that Americana rock and roll. I mean, he's an icon. I mean, we've done, actually, I think we've only done one Bruce Springsteen album. I think we did the river. We did. And, and uh, that was, and I don't think we did anything else. And I'll be honest with you that that would be hard to top yeah me. yeah that i mean that, the, honestly the, the river is one of his greatest there's but, some but, other ones but, that are great i mean nebraska is great and that's uh, nebraska is a solo bruce springsteen where it's like an acoustic record the band does kind of get in and just but it's not the rock and bruce springsteen that you're well, used to if if we're going to get into that kind of um commentary this is one of those groups that has been on and off and in and out and around and together and separate and whatever over the years, like many, many times over what maybe Tom Petty and the heartbreakers didn't spend time together or spent or did some separate stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's been of a higher volume than that. And I think that, you know that's kind of a testament to how good the band is oh they know um, each other they've been playing together for so long they right. know each other instincts and it's just like they can look at each other and know what they're thinking musically you know and watching them perform live if you have not please go while you still have time 
Um, it is an amazing thing to see, to see the energy that these, that this band produces and how Bruce Springsteen wields a crowd of, of hungry fans. It's amazing. Maybe they just want some organ meat, (laughs) possibly a hungry heart, maybe a hungry heart. Everybody has a hungry heart. (laughs) Maybe we could get old, uh, Courtney Cox to dance with them on stage. Oh, that would be magic. That would be magic. Can we get the blue jeans back? (laughs) Um, I'm not prepared to give any other, uh, faces on the Rushmore yet. Oh yeah, we're we've we've talked about one thing. So I think, in my opinion, we got one for the three others. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and get Queen Latifah in okay. there. Yes, from Newark, East Orange. Um, she got a Doctor of the Fine Arts mm-hmm. from Rutgers in 2018. In 2021, she was the first rapper, male or female, to receive the BET Lifetime Achievement Award. Interesting. Um, her debut album, All Hail the Queen, was added to the Library of Congress National Recording Registry. It was the earliest female rap record in there, but it wasn't the first. The mm. first was Lauren Hill. Well, there it is. And she's also not a bad actress either. No, she's fantastic. I've enjoyed... She has a comedy flair. I remember living single. Oh, yeah. And, like, that was not, you know, the most magical thing. But she really was... I I think looking back, like, she was probably a reason I watched it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. she's just great. She's fantastic. Um, So, Lauren Hill, also from East Orange. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I had forgotten, you know, Lauren Hill was in the Fugees with Wyclef and Pross. Um, I had forgotten the first time I saw Lauren Hill. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. That is a fact, Jack. That, yes, that is 100% the first time I saw her as well. And I didn't realize that was Lauren Hill until way like Fuji's came out and I'm like mm-hmm. this Lauren Hill man she's mm. awesome blah 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 and then there was like a oh, rerun of Sister Act oh, 2 that came day. on and oh, I was like oh, is that Lauren Hill like had, yeah had no idea once so, again another great Whoopi Goldberg movie mm. as well mm. <laughs> uh, Lauren Hill has eight Grammys and she is the first female solo hip hop act to reach number one on the Billboard 200. While we're in East Orange, Dionne Warwick. Oh, man. You can't go into a record store without finding, or an estate sale or a yard sale, without Whoa. seeing some Dionne Warwick. And here's why. Yeah. This lady. She's one of the 40 biggest hit makers from 1955 to 99. When they were really selling records, by the way. 56 solo singles in the Hot 100. 12 of them in the top 10. 80 solo or collaborations. That's that's. And and it's Dionne Warwick. You don't even... She's number 74 on the Billboard Hot 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. Wow. 
She wow. got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2019. That seems late. Hall of Fame she's know? in. Hollywood, Grammy, R&B Music, Apollo Theater. Wow. She has three songs in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Yep. Sissy Houston was her aunt. Mm-hmm. Whitney Whitney's. was her first cousin. Mm-hmm. Leontine Price was her cousin. Uh, the Drinkard Sisters, that whole family. Mm-hmm. That's what friends are for. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, we had to sing That's What Friends Are For. <laughs> That's awesome. That's no. awesome. No, well, I mean, but it's awesome. I love that story. Mm. And I'm just going to leave a, leave a bait tidbit here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look up a news story called That's What Friends Are For mm-hmm. in Dion Warwick, it will be an interesting, interesting revelation. Yeah. Well, how about we turn the page on Dion Warwick and get back to a little bit of rock and roll with the one and only Bon Jovi. Formed in Sayreville, mm-hmm. John Bon Jovi is from Perth Amboy. David Bryan, who plays the keyboards, is from Perth Amboy. Tico Torres plays the drums. Hugh McDonald plays the bass. Phil X now plays the lead guitar. Alex John Such uh, was the founding bass player. Dave Sabo was the founding lead guitarist. And he was replaced by Richie Sambora. Obviously. Um, John, David, Tico, Hugh, Alec, and Richie were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, there you go. John Bon Jovi. What I mean, and you, you, you think about karaoke hits. How many, how many Bon Jovi songs do you hear every time there's a karaoke night? How many? How many? You know, living on a prayer. Is that it, that may be the number one karaoke song? We have sang "Living on a Prayer." You, well, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. You are right. I wouldn't have. I, In fact, we did that at live band karaoke with our friend play. We did. Uh, but you the think about. But think I about and think about. Was, think about this. Does Bon does does Bon Jovi have the greatest like single soundtrack with Young Guns too? I didn't even think about that until we. I was looking up information. It's not that bad. album is awesome. Like. And they have that Western flair through the whole thing, that blaze of glory. So here's the thing. All it's that. It's funny you would bring that up because I actually was just watching something the other day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't change the channel and Young Guns 1 came on. Oh. And I was like, I will watch that. Yeah. It's and a great movie. what do you think came on next? Uh, Young Guns 2. It's got to be. Back in the Saddle or whatever the hell they called it. I, I, did, I thought it was just Young Guns 2. Actually, that was uh, City, City Slickers. <laughs> I was thinking that was it. No, that was Curly's Gold or something. Oh, the legend of Curly's Gold. That's we are right. getting way off topic here. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Young Guns 2. So, the thing about it is, like, when you think about that movie, they've got this repetitive, anthemic thing. Mm-hmm. 
do 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 every single transition. Mm-hmm. So I'm not prepared to say that's a quality soundtrack. There are some quality songs on it. Quality songs. I'll give that to you. Yeah. It's one of those things. But I where... wouldn't say John necessarily has the talent to score a movie that some other people like Trent Reznor. Oh, I was talking or... about the songs. Just strictly oh, the... just talking about yeah. the songs. Yeah, like not the he score. Was involved in the scoring. Was he? Well, that makes me feel Does better it? about him. Does it? It does. Knowing That's awesome. He had the opportunity to improve himself. He did, clearly. Get a different haircut. Well, it's it was the it was the early nineties, man. We, it's my we got we, we got it's my haircut. We, yeah, we gotta give everybody a break here, you know. It was the early nineties. I see that. Jinkos were were popular. The pants, the balloon pants or whatever they were. Uh, yeah. Well, uh Paul Simon was yeah. born in Newark. Yeah. He's known for being from Queens, but um Bro, I'm prepared to give New Jersey Paul Simon. Me too. Like they need the help. Yeah. They got art. Yeah. You know, there's no loophole with art. Yeah. So, um, they're forever tied together. In fact, they met when they were 10 years old, and they wrote their first song at 12 or 13 called "The Girl for Me," mm-hmm. which is actually in the Library of Congress. Wow, that's awesome. 16 Grammy Awards for Paul Simon. One of only six who have won a Grammy Artist of the Year more than once Mm -hmm. as the main credited artist. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two times. Uh, 1990 for Simon and Garfunkel, 2001 for Solo. In 2015, Rolling Stone said he was the number eight greatest songwriter of all time. He has hosted or performed on Saturday Night Live 14 times, including episode two. Fourteen times. Episode one was George Carlin. Uh, He also won the, he was the first recipient of the George Gershwin Prize for Pop Song, Popular Song, in 2007. I mean, yeah. If you ask yourself, what can't he do? There's not much. No. Not very much. Little. And Graceland, let's be clear, one of the greatest albums out of nowhere. No one expected him to f- fly to do a tour in Africa and come back and be like, do you know what I learned? This is what I learned. And come out with one of the greatest albums of all time. Like it's awesome it's, from start to finish. It's like a it's a top ten record of all time. I mean, it, top twenty record of all time. I mean, it's hard to beat. It's on my list. It's on of the, the li- greatest. Oh, however it's, yeah, long it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's on there, and it's this is the thing. It's debatable. Like we can sit here and talk about that record while listening to it and not be done with our conversation by the end of the record. No. Absolutely not. It's it's been in the fabric of both of our lives, together and separate. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the fabric of our lives, uh, Frank Sinatra from Hoboken. Mm Mm-hmm. Right across. The chairman of the board. Right across the old blue eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
150 million records sold worldwide. That's more than Bruce Springsteen. That's wild. 150 million records. And this is when people were making money from their records. Not like today well, with streaming. Not everybody. Not, well, yeah, record companies. And but the chairman of the yeah. board probably was. Oh, he had a deal because he was selling 150 million records. And in the 1950s, he had something going for him. But the thing is, like, you know, there's there's all the stories of affiliation with organized crime. Mm-hmm. Um, that would certainly get you a leg up with, you know, I any mean, number of things. I've heard that mob bosses, they had a, they, there was a thing back in the old days where if you had sh- sh- shaken Frank Sinatra's hand, it was a sign of, like, you're one of us kind of thing. And so when all the old heads started dying off, it was a sign of, like, dude, I was there when Frank Sinatra was out here. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't tell me I shook, I shook his hand. I, I shook his hand. I was hand. at the Copa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, people that sold a lot of records, Whitney Houston <laughs> is from New York. You want to talk about the best Super Bowl? But I have to say it. Just the, it is the greatest Super Bowl national, national anthem. anthem of all time. Chris, I Sta- that was at the Olympics. Chris Stapleton did a bang up job this last one, and I was really impressed. I think they should just either replay. They should just switch off those two and just replay it because nobody's going to do it better than what those two did. Especially Whitney Houston is a by far. I think it was the nineteen ninety two Super Bowl. You know Bowl. what her nickname was? A crackhead? The voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Whitney. 11 number ones on the Hot 100. She's the only artist to have seven consecutive number one singles um, on the chart. Uh-huh. Eight Grammys, 14 consecutive weeks at number one with I Will Always Love You, written by Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Boy, Dolly made some money off of that, didn't she? Woo! Way more than her version. Golly, and that's kind and of Whitney's sad. Whitney's. If you want to talk about best cover songs of all time, oh yeah, that's on sure. the list. That's on the list. Two hundred million records worldwide. She's the first female solo artist to go diamond, which is ten times platinum. Ten million. Ten million. In records. November of '93, and uh, she was the first solo artist who debuted in the '80s. To have a song streamed one billion times. Wow. Wow. Whitney, laying it down. And that was, I want to dance with somebody. I want to dance. My kids love that song. They love that song. And uh, for good reason. It's a damn fine song. You know, uh, we were going to play that at my wedding reception. And uh, then... Harry and Megan played it at theirs right before, and I was like, you bastards. <laughs> but then I found out that Fallout Boy did a cover of it, hmm. and it's actually pretty freaking good. Hmm. It's very true to hmm. the original. Well, uh, let's see. How about Donald Fagan? How about that night fly? Donald Fagan, uh, who everyone will know from Steely Dan fame, um, from Jersey, and it, you want to talk about one of the most talented musicians and most talented bands of all time. Um, Steely Dan, 
they they're on another plane of how, it's almost like when you listen to like the Beatles Revolver or something like that where how they recorded their music was almost as interesting as their music sure um y- y- the the real like audiophile people out there are going to understand exactly what I'm saying right here they have uh, different tones and noises and instruments and things that just they mixed like masters and when you have when you're just listening to it in your car in the radio with the volume down you aren't hearing anything you're hearing the pop version the 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 earworm but when you put on really good head headphones or you have really good speakers and you're really listening to Steely Dan and you're hearing all these things that they put in, it is a completely different magical moment. All the subtleties. This, oh, yeah. And it's on purpose. Oh, yeah. It's and all it's all purpose. completely, completely on purpose. Donald Fagan is from Passaic. I think I said it correctly. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um... He made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001 with Steely Dan. His first solo record, The Night Fly, mm-hmm. was nominated for seven Grammys. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic album. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, Bill Evans from Bill, Plainfield. Oh, my gosh. He's, pianist, composer, he has a trio. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some really great live recordings that have been coming out for Record Store Day. Um, that were just kind of unreleased material. But I think people are kind of rediscovering Bill Evans right now. Um, you know, it's a solid good. And it's a, it, dude, he's, he's so solid. And I'm really glad people are starting to get into him because, uh, you know, he, he was that, he was that guy who was in, there in the very early beginnings and really changed how it was played and um you know he was the dude wearing suits and all that on stage and he's just crushing that that slow smooth bop jazz and just he's one of the greats speaking of smooth the four seasons from newark Mm. um frankie valley is as well right well they were formerly known as the four lovers and that group um, was Frankie Valley yeah. from Newark, Bob Gaudio from the Bronx but moved to Bergenfield, um, Tommy DeVito from Belleville, and Nick Massey, hmm. also from Newark. Hmm. He played two different bases. Well, there it is. They sold 100 million records worldwide. <sighs> So many records. Speaking of selling a bunch of records, Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor. That's right. She will survive. She will survive. I will the disco survive. queen. Mm. Dozens of movies and TV appearances. What I thought was funny, though, was there's apparently a Capital One commercial from 2017 where she makes a cameo appearance as a flight attendant and... Charles Barkley, uh, Samuel Samuel Jackson, Jackson. and Spike Lee sing I Will Survive. I did not. I missed that one. I did too. I feel like that would have stood out. I hope she tore them up. I hope she tore them up because you know Barkley can't sing. I hope she hit their elbows with the cart. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I love Charles Barkley. He's a stand-up guy. I would I would sit down and have a beer. I would gamble something with him. I don't know what it would be. He can't sing. But he cannot sing. He can't play golf. There's no way. It's real. I, that's golf. what I would do. I would challenge him to golf. Cause I'm I challenge a, you to a game of horseshoes. A game of horseshoes. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Glenn Danzig from, from the Lodi. From the Misfits. I didn't know there was a Lodi in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was California. Yeah. So the Misfits, um, American punk band, basically started in like 1977. So right after the Ramones and all that kind of blew up. Um, but they were kind of the first um, horror punk is kind of what I would like to call it, where they had like... Um, it was like gothic punk. Gothic punk, where they had makeup and they had haircuts that with, the, with the bangs into their face. It wasn't face. emo. It wasn't it was emo. Dark. Oh, it was like Earth AD and, uh, you know, like Die Die, My Darling, and those kind of records are like... They're, number one, they're hard to find. Number two, they're hard to find in good condition. And number three, like, they didn't make a whole lot of them because punk wasn't a very huge thing yet. And so the Misfits brought this imagery to the music that they were creating that nobody had ever done before and made it this kind of dark presence. And, man, if you're into it, you're into it. I would say into over it. the years, Glenn has really embraced that darkness in yeah. various ways. Yeah. Um, and he's a good he's singer. He's a good singer. Other bands. Danzig. Samane, Danzig. He owns Evil Live record label, mm-hmm. and he also owns a business called Verotic, V-E-R-O-T-I-K. It's an adult-oriented comic book publishing company. That's awesome. Isn't it? If I was going to buy an adult-oriented comic book, I would certainly hope it would be a Glenn Danzig one. Yeah, right? You, you can't miss with that. My Chemical Romance from Newark. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerard Way is from Summit Belleville, Mikey Way. Uh, his brother, who plays the bass, is from Newark. Frank Iero from Belleville plays rhythm guitar and background vocals. And also L.S. Dunes and Leathermouth. Uh, Ray Toro from Kearney, Harrison on the Border. Their first CD... Gerard and Mikey, mm-hmm. Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> so the band formed soon after the 9-11 attacks. Boy. Um, Gerard Way and the drummer Bob Breyer were in sh- injured during the filming of the music video for Famous Last Words, which was directed by Samuel Bayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerard tore some ligaments in his ankle, and Bob got a burn to his leg, and he later got staff from that. Mm. And um, he ended up going downhill pretty quick. They found like a golf ball sized growth in his hand. It was just not a good thing for a drummer to be dealing with. No, definitely not. Gosh, Jay, all that gardening. (laughs) We're going to have to come back and do a second part to this. we We have too much gardening to do. So how about we save more for the part two?
let's garden again, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Um, album for the day. Uh, follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day uh, or Instagram. Same thing. If you have any email uh, you'd like to talk to us about, anything you want to say, shoot us an email at albumfortheday at gmail.com. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to uh, both of these episodes, and we'll see you when we see you. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me, for sure. That's what friends are for. Hey! Ho! <laughs> after starting the podcast you can search for the album use the three dots and hit add to queue now the album will start as soon as the episode ends woohoo